Welcome to our virtual new moon circle honoring the new moon in Aries. This is also Vedic New Year. If you are on the eastern side of the world or if you celebrate things on the eastern side of the world, happy Vedic New Year. So a lot is going to happen in the next week cosmically and a lot of it is aligned with this Aries energy and this Aries season that we are in. So tonight we will talk about the new moon, what it means to be in new moon energy. We'll talk about Aries season and this new moon in Aries. We'll also go to the Vedic side of the world and we'll talk about Revati Nakshatra and we will discuss Vedic New Year and some of the other planetary alignments coming up and just everything going on right now and how it might be affecting you and the collective around you. So if you are ready to drop in, let's go ahead and get started. Namaste and welcome to the Follow Your Path podcast. I'm your host, Vina Lene Rachel. I'm a moon priestess, intuitive, emotional alchemist, and channeler of the divine, and I've been diving into the world of the spiritual and metaphysical for over a decade now to self-heal my own trauma, become more emotionally stable, and cultivate my manifestation magic. I am so excited to now be bringing these same tools and techniques to you on this channel. There are a variety of ways for us to work on our higher selves. We can use practices like yoga, meditation, and breath work. We can receive energy work, crystal healing, or pull to row and oracle cards. We can call in our angels, ancestors, spirit guides, spirit animals, or more. Or maybe we find more alignment with astrology and the moon. I'm going to hold space for it all here on this channel. As you navigate each episode, I hope you find the guidance and wisdom you need to find your own path of self-healing and magic. May you become confident and courageous enough to continue to follow the path that best serves you. Thank you so much for tuning into this channel and trusting me to be a part of your unique journey. It truly is an honor to do this work and be here. Let's dive into today's episode. So let's begin our new moon circle with a nice few deep, deep breaths to really ground wherever you are, find supportive posture, really align your vertebrae of your spine, relax your shoulders over your hips, feel that connection of Earth's gravity really pulling you down, taking any tension, helping you soften your body. And as you soften your body, you know that that is creating more room for deeper breath. So whenever you're ready, deep breath in through your nose and out through the mouth. Good. If it's safe for you to do so or if it feels good, I invite you to sweep your arms overhead this next time. Deep breath in, sweeping arms up if you can. And then maybe pulling those hands together joined at the heart. Good. Shake it out. Let loose. One more breath. Inhale. A little bit of sound on that exhale if it feels good. 
Shake everything out, relax. Drop on in, get cozy. Welcome to our virtual new moon circle, honoring the new moon in Aries. This is also Vedic New Year. If you are on the eastern side of the world or if you celebrate things on the eastern side of the world, happy Vedic New Year. So a lot is going to happen in the next week cosmically, and a lot of it is aligned with this Aries energy and this Aries season that we are in. So tonight we will talk about the new moon, what it means to be in new moon energy. We'll talk about Aries season and this new moon in Aries. We'll also go to the Vedic side of the world and we'll talk about Revati Nakshatra and we will discuss Vedic New Year and some of the other planetary alignments coming up and just everything going on right now and how it might be affecting you and the collective around you. So if you are ready to drop in, let's go ahead and get started. By the way, if this is your first time joining in, my name is Vina Lene Rachel. I am a moon priestess, a cosmic channeler of the divine, and an emotional alchemist. And I host these free moon circles as often as I can with the full moons and the new moons. We did miss the last full moon in Virgo because I was traveling for some continuing education and training, but I am typically here on new moon days and full moon days showing up free for you to learn a little bit about what's going on with the moon, what's going on with the cosmos, and how you can honor and celebrate these moon phases and the different energies that we happen to voyage through each month. Hi, Diane. Welcome to the transmission. And Lisa's here as well. And feel free, by the way, anybody that's here tuning in live, make sure to utilize that chat. Feel free to ask questions, put comments, let me know how you're doing with this moon. We're all here to come together virtually to circle up and share space and share wisdom and share insight and anything else that's coming through. So feel free to use that chat as you need to tonight in our circle. So I'm going to grab a drink of water and then we are going to actually start by bringing in the five elements and then calling on the five directions and then we'll drop in a little bit deeper. So I always like to begin by bringing in the five elements, especially during a new moon circle because we, we are in new moon energy we are deeply connected to the earth. Gravity of the earth is actually stronger than normal. And so it's a good time to connect to these elements of the earthly human experience just to help ground the energy of our circle. Now, you don't have to have these elements in person on your own just by Tuning in here to the ether, you get to receive the energies of the elements that I'm bringing in here from my space, but you could also bring in anything that you're feeling called to for your own um, moon ceremonies or any sort of rituals, or you can just simply receive. I always start with an earth element of some sort of crystal or gemstone, and tonight I'm bringing in a few. The first one that I'm gonna bring in is selenite, and this is just a basic selenite wand. You can kind of see that sheen coming off, and I'm actually gonna go ahead and just kind of point that to you so that you can receive that energy. Take it in. 
And the reason that we're bringing in selenite tonight is because selenite is a master healing crystal and it does not need to be charged in order to charge other crystals or charge you or charge your intentions. It works just as is, bare bones. And that's always nice to have in your back pocket because sometimes your crystals are just a little worn out and they don't have the energy that they used to. So you can use your selenite, you can charge up your other crystals, or maybe you just keep selenite on you to charge yourself up wherever you're needing to be charged. Maybe your chakras need to be charged today. You could touch your selenite there. But selenite is a great one to use anytime you're in new moon energy because you don't have as much energy from the sun like you would during a full moon. Beware that selenite will dissolve in water, so don't get it wet, but otherwise a nice one to have during new moon energy. Now, I also have a black moonstone sphere. Isn't she gorgeous? I'll let you take her in. There's a little reflection from the window and the screen, but take her in. So spheres are great to work with during new moon portals because they represent that lunar shape, right? Black moonstone is great to work with during a new moon because this is the dark moon. This is a time when it's the darkest outside. There's less activity at night. It's a time when we want to sleep more and we feel more tired. So just an hour ago, I was literally holding my son. Um, he was taking a little nap in my arms, and really it was a more than a little nap. He slept in my arms for two and a half hours today. He's an Aries, by the way, and this kid does not nap and does not sleep, and so it's really interesting that today he's really aligned. Cancer moon, by the way, so he's Cancer moon child, but he's really aligning and vibing with the moon, and uh, yeah, we might be feeling that energy. We might be tired. We might want to nap. We might want to sleep or just turn within more, so black moonstone is a great crystal to help encourage that energy and just support us to turn within. It's also a great one just to represent the new moon, new intentions, new beginnings, anything that's kind of the void before the birth, the birth canal. Um, this is a time of creation. This is a time of new beginnings. And so you could utilize this crystal tonight. I also have carnelian. And this carnelian, you can see it's beautifully red and a little bit whiter. I'll close the window, by the way, after we smudge, but a little activity outside. It's kind of nice right now, so there's a lot of activity. Check out that carnelian. It's kind of egg-shaped as well, and eggs are always a symbol of rebirth or new beginnings and energy that we're in right now. Carnelian also activates the fires of our heart. So it's really important right now with this new moon in Aries that we're listening to the fires of our heart so that we are fully spiritually guided on our path over these next 13 months or so. Remember the Vedic astrology, this is the Vedic new year. So this is a really big time for new beginnings. This is also spring. So this is the first new moon after vernal equinox. We just shifted into a new season here in the northern hemisphere and so springtime is always a time of new beginnings new potential and it's a time that we're really planting our garden or maybe planning what we want to plant in our garden right metaphorically or realistically if you have an actual garden right but this is a time to take time to tune within our heart and ask ourselves what do we really want what sets us on fire how do we want to direct our energy and then 
take action to plant the seeds from there. So carnelian is a great stone to have during this new moon in Aries. Okay, moving on to another earth element, I always like to smudge. Now smudging is great to do on a new moon because it helps to purify and cleanse your air. We know now, thanks to science, that smudging is not just woo-woo. We do believe that it does energetically cleanse and spiritually cleanse, but it also cleanses microbes and bacteria and viruses and all that icky stuff that makes us unwell. It clears that from the air as well. You could use sage, you could use Palo Santo, you could use lavender, you could burn dried mint or cinnamon sticks. You know, smudging doesn't have to be complicated and you certainly want to make sure that you're sourcing your smudge from the proper places, from ethical places. So tonight right now I'm using a white smudge bundle that's kind of just a white smudge pile. <laughs> And this is one that I use for the collective when I'm smudging spaces or I'm doing Reiki in spaces and I have no fire. Let me grab my fire. <laughs> it's right here. So I, um, yeah, I use this one to smudge community spaces and I thought it would be a good one to use in our circle tonight. So I'm just going to fire up this white sage. By the way, I do ethically source my white sage um, locally here from Natural Inspirations here in Burlington, Iowa. I trust her sourcing with her crystals as well. So we're just going to light this up, get it kind of going. It's going to burn every which way because the sticks are pointing every which way, but it's kind of chaotic fire and that's the energy of Aries. Chaotic fire. By the way, you could always bring an extra fire to your moon circle tonight by lighting a lot of candles. This is heavy fire energy. So you can see that smoke starting to come off there. And I'm going to take that around me just to cleanse my little aura here all around. And also around you, the tech that we're using so that we're hopefully free of distractions. I'm going to hold this out to you. It's not smoking very much, by the way, and that's actually a sign that we don't need a lot of cleansing right now. That's great. That means that you're in good vibes. I know that Lisa said earlier that it's been a pretty good new moon for her, and I just mentioned that it's been a really casual Friday for me, even though my child is in Aries and he's usually what I call on fire. He's a fire child, but he was good today. So you can see that as I moved it away from the tech, right here, the smoke increased. So there's definitely a little bit of cleansing that I still need to do in this space, just to purify. So we'll just let that go ahead and sit and burn out. Starting, there's just like one little ember here, so we'll let that continue to burn. So bringing in the earth element of some sort of smudge and then combining it with the element of fire, we produce smoke or the element of wind. And not only does this purify, see that smoke rising up, this also lets us know that the veil is thin, that there are other dimensions, other sides, other energies that we can't see until we introduce alchemy, until we introduce other elements and other perspectives into our life. So bringing in the element of wind or smoke tonight through our white 
sage smudge. We're purifying our spaces. And then finally, we're going to purify with the element of water. So I always suggest that you drink lots and lots and lots of water on a new moon. Stay hydrated during a new moon portal. This is a time of detox, reset, cleansing, flushing out, creating space for new things. And with this new moon being in the springtime, this is a great time to really focus on detoxing. I was telling somebody yesterday at my studio that it's been an amazing week because two weeks ago I was in Dallas and I had just like vegan food. I was in Dallas and Austin for training and um, for a little bit of a mini vacation and I had just like vegan food the whole time. Everything was amazing. Everything made me feel so good. And then I came back and instantly I had a sound healing session um, my good friend Heather uh, Dahlhoff from Humble New Beginnings in Davenport, Iowa, she comes down monthly to my studio. She does a group sound healing. So she did a sound healing. And then the next day I had a Chinese medicine appointment. And two days after that, I had an enchantress massage from Lydia at the broom closet here locally. It was amazing. And my body has just felt so good going into this new moon because I have tended to myself to fully detox and detach and cleanse and purify and let go because I know it is time to release all of this stagnancy of not only this past winter, but these past two years. So we're kind of in a Vedic cycle where we're shifting energy now and the energy shifts every two years. We're moving into that energy now. We're moving into an energy to move forward. So if you need to, long story short, get your energy kind of unblocked or stop feeling so stuck. Drink a lot of water, stay hydrated. Now, the other way that you can connect to oils is through aromatherapy. And I have two oils to suggest to you tonight. And I actually suggest that you combine them together. So utilizing the oils of wild orange and peppermint. And the reason being, when you combine wild orange and peppermint, it's what I call coffee in a bottle. It basically helps you to get your energy going. Um, it's funny because I refer to this in my newsletter, but also today I was tuning into an astrologer and he referred to this moon as the get shit done moon because <laughs> it's a new moon in Aries. And Aries is an energy of like, let's go, let's do this. And so sometimes you want to do things and you're feeling pumped up from the inside but physically your body is like, yo, I am tired. Ugh, like it's hard to get going. Change is hard. Like we're humans and we're creatures of habit and getting up and going and change is hard. So if you're making changes or you're shifting habits or you're trying to get up and go, you're trying to get things done, if you combine wild orange and peppermint, it really enhances your senses. It awakens you. It helps you to vibrate higher and it kind of makes you feel good. It's also a great one to use to break addiction. So if you are maybe addicted to caffeine, if you're drinking a lot of coffee and you're trying to reduce that, or maybe you're trying to reduce your soda intake or energy drink intake, you can literally smell these two oils together and it will give you the same energy boost that you would normally get by drinking one of those beverages. Pretty crazy. If you're getting a lack of sleep, of course, you should probably try to even that out, right? Don't go into sleep deprivation. Try to get your sleep. Try to bank some sleep when you can. But if you've had a night, like my kid did not sleep well last night. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to smell these two oils together. It's going to help to get me going and continue to get me motivated so I can get all my work done today. So 
Peppermint on its own is the oil of the buoyant heart. And remember how I mentioned how our heart needs to be on fire? Well, we've got to move all of those watery emotions out of the heart in order to set this place on fire. We've got to dry out our heart. We've been in Pisces season. Pisces is a watery season. It's a lot of feels. And so right now, if you still have some stuck emotions in your heart that might be limiting you or blocking you, you can smell peppermint, drink some peppermint tea, um, maybe just diluted peppermint rubbed right on the heart. This is going to help you to move that energy through. Peppermint also works with the emotional knots of the stomach. So it's not only great for just physical digestion, indigestion, it really aids digestion in general, but this also helps you with any emotional stuff, stress that's causing digestion, feelings that are causing digestive disorder, this will help to untangle those knots. So again, you could rub this diluted on the belly, drink your peppermint tea, or just breathe it in. Wild orange connects you to your sacral fires. So we talk about the heart, but the heart and the sacrum are energetically connected. So your fourth energy center and your second energy center. Your sacral energy is your internal moon, a great place to connect to during the new moon portal. But your sacral chakra is also where you find your flow of creativity. This new moon is a get things done moon, but maybe it's just letting your creative energy flow and see where things go from there. This is a time of innovation. This is a time for us to spark what sets us on fire in our passions and what makes us feel good, which is in the sacral chakra in addition to the heart. So if you need to ignite some of that creative flow, that's where the wild orange comes in. Wild orange also encourages you to kind of walk on your wild side because this is the Aries moon. And Aries is sometimes known as like the daredevil of the zodiac. <laughs> they kind of just like have no fear and have no boundaries. And it's crazy because I mentioned my kids in Aries. So it's a great example. I have this like firsthand example. When he was um, first starting to walk, he would just voyage off like down the dark hallways and stuff of the hall with like no fear. He'd go hang out in like the dark kitchen where he couldn't see anything and like not be scared. Last night, he's really into like climbing up our stairs. There's like a railing and the couch is right there. And I was trying to get him to come down. I told him to come down. He literally just let go. He didn't even like tell me. Luckily, like mama instinct came in and I caught him. But like this kid just like he's a daredevil. And so that can be the energy that we're in. Or if we need to have a little bit of that, like walk on the wild side, be adventurous energy, then we can utilize wild orange to activate that. Diane said that she's noticed this weekend that people are very open and needing to communicate very different vibes going on. Yeah, for sure. So that's something we'll talk about with Mars and Mercury right now. Um, Mer or sorry, Mercury in Aries right now. But let's go ahead and finish our circle here, um, getting it all going. So we've talked about our elements. We've got our crystals. We've got our oils. We've smudged. Fifth element, I always bring in the fifth element. It's already here, it's the ether. It's this technology that we're connecting to through the internet. And what's great about this is it withstands space and time. That's why you receive the energies of the smudging smoke or these crystals or these oils. It's why you can tune into this circle later and it still has some sort of effect on you. And every time somebody tunes into this transmission, either through the audio or through the video, the energy of this circle actually increases. That's the power of the ether. It's ever expanding. And so I welcome you into this space and into all of these elements that we're utilizing tonight in our circle.
Now, in addition to bringing in these elements, I would like to call in the guides and guardians of the five directions. I'm gonna do this first by bringing back in that selenite wand. I'm just gonna bring that up and around in a clockwise direction to invite the energy in. And I'm gonna move into a prayer that you can join me or just kind of listen and tune within. I'll start by calling on the guides and guardians of the East, the element of air, fresh breaths, fresh air, opening up the windows during the springtime weather, new beginnings, purified spaces, Vedic New Year, you know, really an ultimate time to begin again, especially with springtime. We thank the guides and guardians of the East for being in our circle tonight. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the South with the element of fire. And there is a lot of fire burning tonight during this Aries season with this Aries new moon, cardinal fire, the initiator of the flame, the initial spark. What sets us on fire? We know that you will guide us to it tonight. And so we thank the guides and guardians of the South for being in our circle tonight. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the West with the element of water, cleansing us, purifying us, detoxifying us, helping us to let go with ease. Also leaning into that concept of water being time. Sometimes when we get into a new season and we start to feel that excitement of growth or potential, we get ahead of ourselves or we lean into expectations that can maybe lead to disappointment. And so we ask the guides and guardians of the West to hold us in this present space of this new moon tonight. And we thank them for being in our circle. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the North with the element of earth. This earthly human experience that they're guiding us through, the elements of the earth that support us, the crystals, the gemstones, the white sage that we burn tonight, the water that comes from the earth, the fire that we produce on the earth. We also think our ancestors, seven generations behind us and the bloodline seven generations ahead of us for just holding that energy, allowing us to be right in the middle of it. We thank the guides and guardians of the North for being in our circle tonight. And we also invite in the guides and guardians of the fifth element, the spirit realm, the ether, cosmic beings, angels, archangels, deities, source consciousness, cosmic races, whatever else needs to be here to help guide us. We also invite in these energies and we thank the guides and guardians of the ether for being in our circle tonight. So I think I'm going to leave the window open. I don't think you can hear much of it, but there might be some activity outside. But this is a wild and crazy new moon. This is an active Aries new moon. And with that, there's going to be activity and we're in it. And as we just heard that motorcycle, we have to learn to center ourselves in it, right? We have to learn to find the calm within the chaos, the eye of the storm. We find that energy. We create that. You know, in the yogic traditions, we call these 
distracting thoughts of the mind, you know, the things that cause us anxiety, the stories that we make up that haven't happened, the negative thoughts, all of the destructive thoughts are known as the vrittis. And the vrittis are kind of Sanskrit for tornadic thoughts or these little whirling tornadoes that are going around in the hurricane of the mind. And it can be easy to let that take over us, right? Because it's all connected. Our mind, our body, our energy, our spirit, our breath, it's all connected. So we have to learn to tone it and find equilibrium and learn to embrace the fire and transform it and alchemize it in a positive way. So we'll talk a little bit more about that when we talk about Aries tonight, but let's begin by talking about the new moon just really quickly in case anybody here has never heard about the new moon before or they're new about learning about the new moon. Imagine that I am the earth right now, my head right here in the center. Imagine that the sun is over here shining down and the moon is in between. So right now the moon is blocking the light of the sun and we can't see it. And that's why it's darker on the earth. It also means that we are not pulled up towards the earth. We're actually closer to earth's gravity. It's not a lot. We're not going to step on a scale and see a huge difference. But we can subtly feel this in our body because we are made mostly of water. And just as the moon affects the tides of the ocean, it also affects our internal tides, our internal waters, our internal energy. And so this is a time when we are pulled down more to the earth and we might be feeling that. Number one, we might just be feeling really human right now. We might be feeling a lot of emotion, especially because of what's collectively going on on the planet. I mentioned yesterday in my yoga class that when we feel our earthly human experience, it can be a real drag sometimes because right now there's a lot that's really dragging our frequency down. We're in a war, right? And there's just a lot of insecurity right now on the planet and that creates a lot of fear and that's root chakra 101. And so there's a lot of root chakra imbalances right now we could really be feeling that on the collective or within ourselves because we're tuning into that earthly human experience during this new moon. Now, this also may mean that you're just feeling closer to the earth in the way that you're feeling more tired. You need to ground. Maybe you want to turn within more. Maybe you want to meditate. You know, it's not usually a time to be social during a new moon. However, this Aries energy kind of ignites us to maybe be more social. So, Lean into wherever you feel called tonight, but this is a time that we're really connected to our earthly human experience and kind of the needs of our earthly body and our human portion of our spirit. That's pretty much what there is. There's not much else to say about the new moon except that it is the beginning of the next lunar cycle. So our new moon cycle is about every 29 to 29 and a half days. And so right now we're on that day one of that 29-ish day cycle. And so this is a time to begin again. Now I mentioned that it's Vedic New Year. Anytime that we experience a new moon after vernal equinox, this ignites the Vedic New Year because it symbolizes growth and spring. Also in Hindu mythology, this is Chaitra Navaratri, and that is the celebration of the springtime nine nights of the goddess. So this is a time of 
rebirth and fertility. And, you know, we're kind of moving towards Easter in America um, or in other parts of the world. If you celebrate Easter, that's coming up in a couple of weeks with the full moon of this cycle. So this is very much a time of growth, potential, new beginnings, creativity, um, a time for you to co-create your reality as well. Now, I'm not a big fan of setting New Year's resolutions, although this year in particular, we did have a new moon pretty much right around New Year's Day. That's not very common. So this year it was a little bit different, but this particular new moon might feel really good to actually start moving forward, shift your habits, start new habits, or just set new intentions and really take action. That's because this moon is in Aries, the first sign of the zodiac. Now, every new moon is going to have a particular influence based on the zodiac sign that it's aligning with. This new moon being in Aries says, hey, y'all, first sign of the zodiac, horse out of the gate, let's get the ball rolling, right? Like this new moon sphere, you could work with crystal spheres to remind yourself to get the ball rolling, like get your energy going. Um, then you could get the egg in there to remind yourself to plant those seeds, to get that fertile seed really planted and initiate that conception, right? But this is a time to move forward. And if you haven't been feeling that before, like maybe you've tried to initiate product um, projects since the beginning of the year, or even since Lunar New Year, maybe you've tried to move forward. Maybe you've tried to shift your habits. It didn't work out. That's probably going to change now. Or maybe you already felt that shift when Aries season hit with Vernal Equinox on March 20th. We are now moving forward forward and we feel really good about it and we're probably ignited because we've moved out of water which kind of bogs us down sometimes now we're in fire energy aries is a cardinal fire sign that means that aries is a fire it's a flame but it's also the fire starter or the one who strikes the match and so this is a time for you to independently self start. If there's any Aries on the transmission, let me know. Aries are highly known for doing things on their own or starting things on their own or taking charge or taking lead. They're very much not a person that wants to kind of be told how to do things. They need to do it hands-on. They need to figure it out. They need to understand it from within. And so this is an energy that we are in right now. We're not needing to depend on other people to get started. We don't need a lot of other people for accountability or help or guidance. We actually have it in us already. And so if you're feeling that spark to move forward, use this new moon to make your plan of action. Maybe you want to go ahead and move forward today and take action with this new moon. It's better to rest during a new moon, in my opinion. But you know, here in the next 48 hours, you could really start taking action on how you want to move forward. Maybe you just want to shift your day-to-day -day schedule so that you're supporting new habits that you want to form. But this is a time to do it, whatever you want to do. Okay, so we've talked about the new moon. We've talked about Aries energy. I think we have to talk a little bit about Mercury right now because somebody just mentioned communication, that people are very open with communication. 
Well, Mercury shifted into Aries on March 27th. So just a few days ago, just before this new moon, as the last lunar cycle was finishing up, Mercury, the planet of communication and expression, moved into Aries, basically joining this Aries sun season, this Aries moon, and really firing up our need to communicate. We got to move things through. And for those of you that have tuned into my moon circles, you probably noticed today I'm a lot more fired up and ambitious and openly communicating. Some moons I'm stumbling over my words. Some moons I'm more quiet and, and reserved and turning within. So, you know, this Mercury being in the sign of Aries, the sign of the cosmic warrior, the sign of cardinal fire, really wants to move things through. Now, on the other hand, people could be communicating in a very fiery way. Now, that can mean fired up, positive, excited, but it could also mean fiery like words, fiery things that sting and burn. So, Aries is known as the god of war, ruled by the planet of war, Mars. And so whenever you're in Aries energy, you want to really be careful about confrontation. You want to be careful about battles. So a couple of nights ago, me and my husband had a little bit of miscommunication, misunderstanding, and it made me really upset. I really wanted to like say things out loud because that's just what I do <laughs> as a Libra and an air sign. I get mad. I want to say things out loud. Libra is the opposite of Aries in the Zodiac, by the way. That's why I have a full moon coming up on the 16th. But when I wanted to do that, I held myself back and I texted some things instead. Because when I texted, I had to look at my words. I had to really think about it before moving it through. So be careful about your words if you're wanting to like lash out or insult or confront or battle or say things like that. We know that's not in our highest frequency, and it's better to convert that energy somewhere else. Now, we're in Aries season, right? Like this is the sun season of Aries, and because the moon is aligned with the sun and the earth right now, we have a new moon in Aries. That's how we determine that sign. And anytime that we're in Aries energy, we can be a little fiery in general, right? Fired up, excited, but also angry jealous, impatient, ragey in general. <laughs> and so if you're feeling ragey or if you're seeing other people be really angry or on fire, overheated, it's this season of the sun combining with the moon and Mercury also in the sign of Aries and people are feeling very fired up. I know that I have certainly been feeling more like speaking my mind than normal. And I know it's due to that Aries influence. So this is a time right now when you might need to practice what I call sacred rage. Sacred rage is something like throwing pillows where nothing gets broken or screaming into a pillow or going and screaming in your car or finding a safe space to break things, maybe making an appointment in a bathroom or an axe throwing place. If you shoot guns, go to the gun range, you know, like fire off a bow and arrow. Maybe it's a flaming bow and arrow, <laughs> you know, but whatever it is, you need to get it out. Maybe it's just like 
sacred rage dancing or stomping or shaking or head banging. You could put on heavy metal music or hardcore gangster rap or just whatever, like get you going. Like that music that you go to like pump the iron in the gym. Maybe you physically go pump iron in the gym or go work out or go for a run or sweat. Maybe you do some demolition work. Um, if you need to like do some destructive things, go do them. Or maybe you do some constructive things and you build something or you create something. But sacred rage is important right now to keep your energy flowing because remember, this is the first new moon with the first sign of the zodiac, which means that what we're setting up right now, what we're kind of like setting or tilling our soil metaphorically with, that's going to set up what we can grow, right? So if we are allowing these fiery feelings, these lower frequency fiery feelings to remain in our body, then we're not going to have as fertile of a soil to grow things because we're not going to be in a state of abundance or a state of love or a state of compassion. All of these other fires of the heart that are trying to come through, we're letting these other fires of the heart encircled in fear from fuel of the ego instead of from the fuel of our spirit. So you want to be careful of that during these next few days and over really this next week and throughout Aries season until we shift to Taurus season on March 19th. So let's talk a little bit more about the things that are happening right now. So right now, today, April 1st, kind of last night in the middle of the night, right around midnight or 1 a.m., we peaked with the new moon portal. We began our new lunar cycle, beginning with the influence of Aries. Then we moved on to an energy of Mercury in Aries, really influencing us, getting closer and closer to the sun. Tomorrow, on the 2nd, Mercury will be Kazemi, which means that Mercury will be in the center of the sun, influenced by the sun, and kind of exalted in its energy. So anytime that Mercury is in Aries and Kazemi, again, those fiery words might really want to come out, or you might feel really fired up to move energy or get things done. Now, April 3rd, coming up on Sunday, we have something important to talk about. Mars and Saturn are going to be in a Graha Yuda. So if you remember a couple of transmissions back, Mars and Venus were in a Graha Yuda, which means they were within one degree of each other, and they created what we call a planetary war. Now this is happening with Mars and Saturn from April 3rd to April 6th. So April 3rd to April 6th, Mars and Saturn are going to be in a Graha Yuda. Now this means that the planet of karma and life lessons is going to war literally with the planet of war. We could see some things escalate with war on our planet or maybe wars in nature. So we might see some things like tornadoes or um earthquakes or something like that happen on the planet over these next few days. We could also see a lot of energy to actually take action and move forward because Mars is the planet of work and battling and getting things done and finding victory and Saturn is the planet of karma. So maybe this is a time when you are going to battle 
Maybe it's on the external. Maybe it's on the internal. But maybe you're going to battle in a way that's going to shift your karma for the better and shift you into a better evolution. So I do think that this is more internal work when it comes to us, like maybe looking at addictions that we need to break or really like destructive habits that we need to detach from or relationships that we need to detach from. And this could be romantic, this could be friendship, this could be family, but this could also this could also be like relationships to um, your phone, to tech. This could be relationships to addictive substances. This could be relationships to anything that's pulling you out of alignment, entertainment, you know, whatever's drawing your attention, anything that's imbalancing your energy. It might be a time that you need to shift that as well. So going to battle isn't always easy or making change isn't always easy and sometimes when we try to make change or shift our energy our energy goes to battle within ourselves so don't be surprised over the next few days if you are trying to make shifts with this new moon in aries or you're trying to make shifts right now with this new season of spring this vedic new year aries season whatever if you're making change and all of a sudden you get sick <laughs> right or you're just feeling kind of off or some things are really happening kind of externally and chaotically around you know that that's probably mars and saturn in that planetary war coming in to kind of nudge you in the direction that you need to go now it's not all bad it's not all chaotic it's not all warlike just before the full moon on the 16th, on April 12th, Jupiter and Neptune are coming into conjunction with one another in Pisces. Now, Neptune is already ruled by Pisces. Jupiter is the planet of joy, abundance, fortune, luck, fun factor planet, and we're moving that into the energy of Pisces, which is the the artist, the person with um, Pisces is the sign of emotion. Pisces is the sign of creative flow. And I think this is really going to spark like a positive aspect for the rest of this cycle. So get ready, you know, go to war right now, make the shifts that you need to make starting with this new moon. So here in about 12 days, you're really ready to embrace everything else that you've made space through. Um, made space for because there's so much that's trying to probably come through creatively or energetically that's just a little blocked right now. So do the work now and then you should be ready to plant those seeds by the 12th with that Jupiter-Neptune conjunction in Pisces. Whew, that's a lot to say. I'm going to wet my whistle. I'm going to grab a drink. If you have any questions, anything that's coming up, feel free to put that in the comments. Um, otherwise, we are going to shift and talk a little bit about Vedic astrology of this moon. All right. So I am no expert in Vedic astrology, but I did travel to India about four and a half years ago. And in the process, I learned about Vedic astrology and it really fascinated me because I've been somebody that studied the stars really all of my life, but have been studying astrology for a few years before I traveled there. When I traveled east and I learned about Vedic astrology, I realized that many times it aligned with Western astrology or what we experience over here on the tropical side of things. And so I like to bring it into the transmissions. I like to let you know what's going on from the Eastern perspective because it might provide a different 
insight or a different message for you compared. I had, <laughs> sorry, I had to make sure that the screen was up on the window because it's just cracked a little bit, you know, because we smudged. By the way, if you smudge, make sure you have windows cracked or doors open for everything to leave. Everything that you're trying to purify, it's going to leave with the smoke. The smoke will carry it, but it's got to have somewhere to go, right? And so my window to my office is just over here to the side. I heard a squeak. We have bats here, <laughs> and it's probably getting close to that time as we start to warm up. And so now that we've we've never had a bat issue, but we built an addition onto our house in a garage last year. And since we did that, we have had a few bats try to come in. So knowing that I'm attracting them, I just wanted to make sure that wasn't a bat, and we're good. So okay, I digress. No bats flying into our new moon transmission tonight, but that would probably be, <laughs> wouldn't that be appropriate for a chaotic Aries new moon <laughs> bat flying around? Okay, let's talk about Vedic astrology. So in the Vedic side of the world, this moon is in Revati Nakshatra. Revati is the lunar mansion that represents a star of guidance and direction, especially through transformation. Now, this particular star is found just right at the end of the Pisces constellation. And so this is representing kind of that end. Pisces is the last sign of the zodiac. And then the Aries energy coming in with new beginnings. And we're kind of in that in-between space, right? I mentioned with the Black Moonstone tonight, talking about being in that endings and beginnings and the space in between, being in that like birth canal or birth portal and the place where anything is possible. Now, this is also a pretty positive sign because it's ruled by Pushan. Pushan is a deity that helps to guide lost souls and, and lost humans and lost animals. So maybe these are souls um, or even like restless spirit. I know for the past couple of months, the veil has been really thin with Neptune and Pisces and all of this Pisces energy. And there's been a lot of, I, I've been feeling a pull towards um, the other side because I'm a medium, right? And so I've been feeling kind of some lost souls. And actually, I even did a cleanse on a space um, about a month ago around the last new moon. And there was a lost spirit that had been stuck there since 1918. He told me or they or whatever the energy told me that it was 1918 that he had been lost and waiting for somebody to help him transition and transform to the other side. He was also mentioned as a quotation bad man, but was ready to convert his soul and learn from his karma and move on. And so I helped him do that. So it's just interesting. There's been a lot of kind of like heavy spirit energy on the world, but that's kind of moving on now because of this influence of the deity Pushan um, coming in with this Revati Nakshatra to guide lost souls on um, without the help of the humans. It's not um, going down to the burden of the humans right now. We're kind of getting, well, we're getting a little bit of an energetic or a spiritual break right now. Shout out if you have been experiencing the same. Um, there is also this influence of guiding people and animals. So we have been in war, right, with Ukraine and Russia, and there have been a lot of refugees from that war being placed in other countries 
um, locations. And so now Revati Nakshatra helps the transition and kind of eases the blow of that transition. You know, many of these refugees will probably not ever go back to their homes. Their homes are probably gone or destroyed now, or they're probably going to have to start new lives somewhere else. This particular new moon brings hope, brings positivity, brings protection, and helps to place people where they need to be for their next evolution. You know, when I think about this energy going on right now, it's a bit like the tower card in Tarot, right? It's like divine intervention, displacing people and replacing people in new locations, but it's also for the greater good of our society and our collective and our evolution and our planet as a whole. Um, war is never the answer we know, but war is also a great awakening. And so right now we are going through a great awakening with this energy of airy season and Mars and Saturn coming into a planetary war and also this um, just general shift that we're making as we move into the age of Aquarius. You know, we're in it, but we're at the very beginning of it. And so we're still letting go of the dark ages. And with that comes a lot of um, tension, um, just as when we are going through the birth canal and we are contracting down the birth canal and surging down the birth canal, there's pain and there's tension and sometimes things take a while to happen. And so that's the energy um, that we're in right now. But with this Ravati Nakshatra energy, we are being influenced that um, to have a little bit more hope and know that things are probably going to change for the better soon, very soon. This is also a Vedic side of the world. This is Vedic New Year. So this is the first new moon after vernal equinox, which means that this is a time of new beginnings. This is a time to trust new beginnings. You know, it's always darkest before the dawn. There always has to be some deconstruction before some reconstruction. And that's a bit of what we are going through right now. So trust the process and trust that you are protected and guided in the process and trust that you are taken care of. I know that right now we're really living in a world of lack and instability. You know, gas prices are on the rise and food prices are on the rise and supplies are short. You know, I have been waiting on salts that I usually get within three weeks. I have been waiting on a salt order since January <laughs> and I still haven't gotten it. You know, so supply issues um, are coming up and there's just a lot of scarcity at hand if that's the way that you view it. But this is also pushing us to grow our own food or start to learn to barter and trade and be more resourceful. And so we have to shift our mindset about how we're going through this collective rebirth. You can, you know, hoard and prep and worry about scarcity and lack and of course the law of attraction is going to probably give you that or you can know that you're always protected and you're always abundant and you always have everything you need and you're always taken care of and the universe is always going to place you perfectly where you need to be at the right time to survive in your greatest evolution then you're going to attract that. And so this is the emotional alchemy that we are being invited into with this new moon. No matter what side of the world that you're on right now, whether you're viewing this from Vedic astrology or Western astrology, you are being invited in to co-create your reality and trust the process along the way. I gotta grab a drink real quick. 
maybe clear my throat here. <coughs> okay. So we've talked about all the cosmic transits. We've talked about Aries energy and what that means. We've talked about the Vedic side of the world. I would like us to do two breathwork practices tonight. And we're coming up on our hour here, so we're gonna do these two breathwork practices, and then I will cover the tarot reading that I pulled for this new moon, and then we will complete our circle. Don't let me not complete the circle and not release the guides and guardians. So I am notorious for forgetting to close out our circle and release the guides and guardians, and that's okay. It seems like I always do it on a new moon and then I close it out on a full moon, which kind of makes sense energetically. But today I'm feeling the need that we really need to release once we're finished. So don't let me forget if you're on here live. Okay, so the first breathwork practice I want to introduce you to is Ujjayi Pranayama. And by the way, Pranayama is yogic breathwork to help control our life force energy, to kind of tap into our vitality and be the co-creator of that life force energy and how it moves through our body and how it serves us. Ujjayi breath is sometimes known as warrior's breath, aligning with that energy of Aries, the cosmic warrior. This is also known as power breath or ocean breathing if you want to think about how the moon affects the tides of the ocean and the emotions of our internal tides. This is also sometimes called Darth Vader breath. This is a way for us to take a good hardcore internal sigh, vibrate and tap into our vagus nerve and make our body think that we are de-stressed and relaxed and nothing is impacting us to make us feel so fiery. So you breathe in and out through your nose but as you exhale, it's as if you're fogging a mirror in front of you, but again, the mouth is closed. So you're gonna move that fog and that heat inside into your throat, your chest, your shoulders, your upper body, your face. You're gonna feel it in different places. So let's go ahead and try this now. And wherever you are, maybe find some nice supportive posture. Make sure that your shoulders are aligned over your hips and your airways are open so that breath is fully accessible. Whenever you're ready, inhale through the nose. And then exhale through the nose, really steaming. And I'll get a little closer to the microphone here and you'll hear this gentle whisper. I even have a little bit of a whistle there. Let's do three more representing the number six. Six is a number of magic and alchemy. It's a number of 2022. You can just relax whenever you're done. Kind of shake it out, let it go. Just notice how you're feeling with that internal heat. This could also break up any tension in your throat, your airways. If you have maybe any sinus stuff going on, it could break that up. 
should feel like you can breathe a little deeper and you should feel more relaxed, especially through your jaw, your shoulders, and your neck. So this is a great breath to use if you just hold tension in those spaces as most of us do. We carry the weight of the world on our shoulders. We clench our jaw. It's just like a primal thing that we do when we're stressed. And so when we use that ujjayi breath, it helps to soothe all of that tension and help us to detach and release it. Now, the second breathwork practice that we're going to do is called breath of fire or kalabati breathing, kalabati pranayama, skull shining breath. And that's exactly what it's going to do. It's going to shine our skull. It's going to clear our mind. It's going to produce a more powerful heat than the ujjayi pranayama. And with that, that means that it's a more intense energetic practice. So if you begin to practice breath of fire and you don't feel good, you feel dizzy, you feel off, you don't feel right, please do not practice it. If you have high blood pressure or if you are pregnant or if you're feeling nauseous right now, please do not practice this. If you have any sort of pressure in your head right now, headache, um, migraines, hopefully you're probably not here if you have a migraine, but headache, eye tension, probably not gonna practice this either. So if you're in any of those categories to not practice, maybe go back to the ujjayi breath or any other breath that makes you feel comfortable. Otherwise, to practice breath of fire, we are again inhaling and exhaling through the nose, but the exhale is forceful through the nose now. So we're not steaming and moving the energy into the throat or chest, we're moving it back out and down through the nose. It's gonna look kind of like this. So I'm kind of like forcefully blowing my nose on the exhale through both nostrils. Okay, and then after a while, it creates this pumping effect where the inhale just naturally kind of sucks in as a rebound, and even your stomach kind of pumps as well. So we're gonna try this breath of fire. You'll see how it feels. I'm just gonna do it for maybe 30 seconds and you can join me or not. Let's deep breath in to start. And then to begin. little longer relax deep breath in deep breath out maybe another one if you need it slow down the energy and just take a moment to savor whatever breath work you did notice how you feel Notice the space you created. Notice your energy. Notice your mind. Notice yourself relaxing deeper. Feel free to let me know in the comments how that felt. So anytime we practice our breath of fire, you probably felt that pressure in the head kind of pumping. We're pumping blood into the head, which also affects the vagus nerve and helps us to relax. But it also kind of brings fresh blood into the mind and clears out things that are stagnant, clears out any like blockages of pressure in the cranial spaces or down through the neck or the base of the skull, especially in that occiput area. So where there um, is pressure connected from the eyes or vision, you might have some stress there and that breath of fire can release that. But it's also why you avoid it if you've got eye pressure or things like that. It also might just make you feel like you can breathe a little bit better. I always feel de-stressed. I just feel like I'm really like breathing away any tension. It's kind of like a bull 
like snorting with frustration, just snort out the frustration, snort, snort, snort. And you might also clear your sinuses as well. So if you shot some snot across the room, you know, you're clearing yourself out. You're making more room for breath. So enjoy those breathwork practices. Feel free to utilize those over this new moon portal or maybe over this next week or maybe until we make it to that Neptune-Jupiter conjunction in Pisces on the 12th or that full moon in Libra where we focus more on balance and peace and breath and air on the 16th. Use these breathwork practices as needed to help control your energy. Super important right now. I didn't mention, but Pluto is also playing into this moon. And Pluto is the planet of power and control. And you can either let the chaos around you control you or you can control yourself in the chaos. Pranayama and breathwork can help. So I'm going to grab the tarot cards because they're staring at me over here on my desk. I forgot to grab them, but I'm going to grab them here real quick. And I'm going to take a deep breath. And we are going to do our tarot reading for this new moon. Okay. I'm just going to grab another deep breath real quick to help tune in as the car alarm goes off in the background. <laughs> Not ours, a neighbor's. New moon in Aries. It's calling on the energy of the tarot cards to bring us the messages that we need to hear tonight. We thank you for these cards, giving us an alternative perspective of what's going on with this current cosmic shift with this new moon in Aries and Revati Nakshatra. We thank the cards for being in our circle tonight. So this particular poll I had my son do. I've mentioned several times my son is an Aries and I have always had him kind of pick cards. He's been drawn to my Oracle and Tarot cards ever since he could pick cards since he was a little bitty guy. And he always is just spot on as am I his mama with the cards that he picks. And so I asked him to fully shuffle as he did. He shuffled all around in a big chaotic pile. And then he wanted me to gather them all back up into a nice neat pile. And he drew the first three cards off the top. So this is what my son drew for our new moon. For our past card, he pulled the magician represented by the number one and the planet Mercury. And Mercury is in Aries right now. And that happened in the past on March 27th, just before this new moon. Mercury, um, planet of communication and expression, and is also a place where we provide a lot of alchemy. We move things from our heart out into the external through our throat, through our throat chakra, and through communication. So we have a lot of power to really make change with our throat. Now, this is not only just your words and how you say things out loud, but also how you express yourself. So if you look here on the card, the magician has all four elements out on the table. He's got the wands, the swords, the pinnacles, and the cups. He's holding the wands in his hands, and he's got an infinity symbol floating above his head. This is a symbol of infinite potential. We are always able to co-create our reality. He holds the wands. This 
is the one he chooses most of all because he knows that he holds the magic within himself to embrace the elements and create whatever life he chooses. You have the ability to take all these things within your earthly energy centers. So your root chakra is earth. Your sacral chakra is water. Your solar plexus, your belly chakra is fire. And your heart chakra is the ether. And you grab all of that together and you move it with air out into the world and you express what you need, what you want, your desires, and you make it happen. So this magician card is being pulled to remind us that we are in power and control of our lives. We have a lot of potential right now and we need to be aware of how we're alchemizing all of this stuff from below out into the earthly world. It's also represented by the number one, by the way. And Aries is the first sign of the Zodiac. And also we're in this Vedic new year with this new moon in Aries. For the present card, my child pulled the Three of Swords reversed. Now, anytime we pull swords, this is about detachment and letting go. And I will say that Aries energy, I've mentioned that it's about like burning bridges and cord burning instead of just like cord cutting. They don't like walk around lightly when it comes to like severing ties. They are over and done with it once they're, they, they, they don't look back. They're just done. And so the energy of the swords on this card is reminding us that, hey, we're going to make some changes right now that are going to be changes that we can't like come back from. If we go to have that bond form in the future, we're going to be tying a new bond or a new tie. But for now, we are cutting cords. We are making hardcore decisions and setting hardcore boundaries so that we can move forward. Now, anytime that we have the number three, it's about transformation, life, death, rebirth. That's exactly where we are with this moon being in Revati Nakshatra, being kind of in that in-between between Pisces and Aries at the end of the Vedic New Year, the beginning of the new. We're in the birth canal. We have the potential right now to create and be whoever we want to be. But we are in that rebirth process, and with it, there are going to come some sharp pains, right? Growing pains. We might be experiencing that right now with this Aries season and this Aries new moon and over the next week or so with that Mars Saturn um, Graha Yuda, that planetary war that's going to happen. Now, anytime you pull the three of swords in particular in the tarot, this is signifying loss that is going to happen. Like the loss is probably inevitable no matter what. And I see this really as like, again, kind of like divine intervention. Like things are going to happen to displace and replace us into the place that we need to be if we ask ourselves to be placed there by the universe. If we open ourselves up and say like, let me be a vessel or let me be in the place that my divine highest spirit needs to be, we're going to be put there, but it's not always going to be easy. And I know that anybody that's gone through a spiritual awakening has probably gone through loss. I have certainly lost friends and family members and relationships and just old versions of myself and old hobbies and attachments. And so there's a lot of loss that might come with your growth right now, but it's all about how you 
view it. So you can view all the loss you experience as true loss and lack and lean into scarcity and lean into negativity, or you can see it as creating space for new, bigger, better, brighter, more abundant things. And I think that the Three of Swords is probably encouraging us to do that right now. This is also signifying that you might actually go through a loss that is forced because you need to make the change, but you're hesitant and you're holding yourself back and you're glass ceiling yourself and you're like holding back limitations. If you're doing that, then something's going to happen to make you experience a loss to kind of wake you up. So just be prepared for the losses that you might experience over the next week or so because it might be influencing you to create space for something better. Hold on to that positive mindset. Pushan, the deity of Revati Nakshatra, encourages us to be guided spiritually, trust in the divine as we go along the journey. For the future card, my child pulled the Queen of Cups, and the Queen of Cups is all about containing our emotions, balancing our emotions, finding more alignment. And she's kind of the Libra card too because she's, I mean, the judge, the judgment card is as well, but I think of the Queen of Cups kind of finding the balance in her emotions on both sides. She's learned how to alchemize her emotions and she's learned how to follow her heart. She's wearing this green dress. So anytime we have cups, this is both emotion and creative flow and that concept of water with time. So things take time. Learning how to control our emotions takes time. Learning how to understand our energy body and our energetic programming takes time. Learning how to heal our wounds takes time. And I didn't mention this, but we are aligning with Chiron right now. And Chiron is the wounded healer and this new moon is bringing up our wounds this airy season is bringing up the wounds that burn and hurt probably from our childhood probably from past lives if you're experiencing that right now it's because you're here to alchemize it you're here to make the decision that you are in control and that you will rule your life and you won't let that memory impact you in a negative way anymore. You won't let it burn you. You won't let it sting you. You won't let it hurt you. You will surround it with compassion and love and you will find the wisdom out of it and you will thank the universe for it. And then the universe will say, you don't need to learn that lesson anymore and it won't happen again. And so this is again how we trust in that abundance that we're not in lack, that we're not in scarcity, that we're not going to get hurt anymore. We're not going to get hurt anymore, okay? That's a huge message coming down from the universe right now. I feel it, and I feel it in my heart. Something that I need to hear myself too, because I've got wounds coming up right now. My Chiron is in Aries, and I have had mother wounds coming up like crazy. This could be mother wounds, Queen of Cups, if you're experiencing that. But know whatever's coming up right now, you're in control of how to heal it. You have all the power within you. You hold the power to control the emotion. So do what you need to do to get into that sacred practice or get into that ritual or do that breath work or move your body or practice sacred rage or do whatever you need to do to move the energy in a productive way so that you continue to rule your life 
with sovereignty and peace and ease. Now, after I pulled these three cards, I thought we were good, but my son insisted we needed a fourth card. He would not let it go. He did not pull it from the top of the deck. He pulled it from a random place in the deck. He insisted this was a bonus card that we needed, and I agreed because he pulled the Ace of Swords. <laughs> so overall theme with this new moon, Ace of Swords is always representing new beginnings and also <clears throat> letting go of the old, cutting ties, setting boundaries to make space for the new. Anytime you pull Ace of Swords, it's all about a whole new world. And in the Vedic side of the world right now, we are shifting energy. We've been in an energy of representing um, water or flooding energetically, which we've really seen that like both we've seen flooding, but also we've seen like a flooding of like emotion. Um, we're now shifting into an energy of more stability. And so we have to sometimes make change to find that stability. This is also root chakra. You know, we've got a square that's red and that's root chakra 101. So the Ace of Swords is being pulled as a bonus card, I think, just to remind us that we're really building new foundation and building new ground right now. But it's also us that's that's kind of preparing the soil, right? And we're not letting others impact that. We're deciding how fertile our soil is and how um, strong our foundation is for whatever we're trying to grow over the next year. So Ace of Swords, make those changes, make those shifts. You are supported to do so. Hmm. So this is what I have for you tonight, Moon Sisters and Moon Brothers. I will close our circle in just a moment, but I did want to take just a moment to open up and see if anybody has anything else that they need to say, any comments, any questions, anything that we need to hold space for in the chat, please go ahead and put it now. I just want to say thank you for tuning into this circle, no matter whether you're here live or you're catching the replay. I always appreciate you joining me here in this space. I absolutely love doing these circles. Um, no matter how many people tune in, I really enjoy them. And I have noticed since I started putting the recordings on the podcast that they are reaching countries all over the world. I, I can't, I'm actually a little blown away at how many downloads are happening on my um, podcast of my moon circle recordings, but people are seeking information about the moon and astrology, and I am here to offer it to you. So thanks for taking an hour plus out of your day or night to spend time with me. So I don't see anything else in the chat. I'm going to go ahead and bring back in my selenite wand. I'm going to bring it up and around in a counterclockwise direction just to release our energy now. I'm going to drop back into a prayer if you want to tune in with me. I'm going to start by thanking the guides and guardians of the ether, the fifth element, for being in our circle tonight probably speaking to us through those cards, but also bringing through any other messages that we need to hear from whatever source we need to hear. We release the guides and guardians of the ether now from our circle. We also thank the guides and guardians of the north for being here with their element of earth, our ancestors guiding us in the right direction for a better earth, a better society. We thank the generations ahead of us that are in that birth canal, in that 
cosmic birth canal of potential just waiting to come down to this planet to help us to evolve and learn and grow. And we also thank all of the earthly elements that are here, crystals, gemstones, oils, plants of the earth, fire, wind, all the things that we experience in this earthly human experience as we release the guides and guardians of the north tonight from our circle. We also thank the guides and guardians of the west for being here tonight with their element of water helping us to purify and cleanse, helping us to embrace the concept of time and also the concept of being in the present, the most important space in time. We also thank you for helping us to withstand, withstand space and time by utilizing the ether. We release the guides and guardians of the West with their element of water from our circle tonight. We thank the guides and guardians of the South with their element of fire, such fire energy right now with Mars influencing things, Mercury influencing things, Aries, Chiron, the sun, the moon. We're all fired up both on this planet and in the universe to make change and transform. So we thank you for being here as we release the guides and guardians of the South with their element of fire from our circle tonight. And finally, we thank the guides and guardians of the East with their element of air, airing us out from the waters that we've been navigating, lots of feelings and emotions over the past few months helping us to take deep, fresh breaths, helping us to utilize pranayama, breath work to alchemize our energy and change for the good. We thank the guides and guardians of the East as we release them with their element of air from our circle tonight. With that, our circle is complete. And I thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Lisa. So the next time we will meet will be on April 16th. It is the Saturday of Easter weekend. We will meet at 7 p.m. Central Time here on the Vina Linnae Facebook page to celebrate the full moon in Libra. And I'm a Libra and I'm super excited. I'm a Capricorn moon, but I'm a Libra. So I'm going to be bringing in those Libra energies on the full moon. And I'm super excited um, for what's to come over the next couple of weeks as we get there with all of this change, especially that Jupiter-Neptune conjunction in Pisces just before. So as always, if you have anything that comes up, feel free to send me a message on social media or you can email me at vinalene at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to go ahead over to vinalene.com and sign up for my newsletter. If you're not there, I do send out a newsletter every new moon and full moon to let you know what is going on. I did send out that new moon in Aries, uh, new moon musings letter today. So you should have gotten that in your inbox if you're one of the 370-ish people that subscribe. And uh, yeah, feel free to hang out with me on the socials and uh, hang out with me on our next circle. Invite your friends, tell them about it share the podcast, the replay. This video will be here on Facebook if that's where you are, but the replay will also be on my YouTube channel and my uh, my website under Moon Musings and also the audio, of course, on my podcast all by tomorrow. So 
Share, share away if you have friends that could benefit from the messages of this transmission. And take some deep breaths, relax, maybe slow down a little bit tonight. Give yourself some time to rest. We can't always be on the go. We can't always be doing. We have to honor stillness and rest as well. It's where divine inspiration comes in. It's where creative flow comes in. It's how we relax and release tension. It's how we make space for the new. So sending you so many new moon blessings tonight with this new moon in Aries. Until we meet again, may we all be so, so happy. May we all be healthy and well. May we all definitely know peace and feel safe. And may we all feel loved. And so it is, and so it is, and so it is. Blessed be. I hope today's message served you. If you enjoy the Follow Your Path podcast, I would love for you to leave a review. As a thank you, every month I do a drawing from the reviews and I choose one person to win a free one-hour, one-on-one soul coaching session with me. This can be done in person or online depending on where you are. I also feature reviews on my website and social media, so thank you for the feedback and the testimonials. It truly is an honor to be here. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I look forward to meeting with you again in the next episode.